What's up and welcome back to the kind of funny screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by for one of the very last times it's Christmas in February, Joey <laughs> oh, Noel. I was like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds way more sinister than yeah. uh, I was expecting. I know we are coming up on the end of the month where I get into my uh, birthday cocoon and I come out another beautiful butterfly for another <laughs> month. <laughs> I love that. I love that so fucking much. <laughs> Somebody, please. We need some fat art of that. Stat. <laughs> uh, and also rounded out the crew we have kevin on the ones and twos and he'll be like popping every once in a while but it's been a while since we've had him on the show we have a lot of tv things to talk about so we have my beautiful little movie maple leaf matt Laura Beck. <laughs> what's going on guys thanks for having me i like that one a lot too yeah, i yeah, like that yeah. one the movie maple leaf is good i like that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's because yeah. he's from canada and that's uh, yeah, where my humor it. lies uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> kevin, every that time for you. canadian that was- tuxedo canadian mm-hmm. Just Google Canadian and you'll find it. See, something will pop up. <laughs> yeah. uh, of course, this is the kind of funny screencast where each and every week we get together, sometimes multiple times a week, to talk about what we think about the latest in TV and movies and trailers. Uh, we've been doing a lot of weekly TV shows. We've done episode-by-episode reviews for Peacemaker and for uh, The Book of Boba Fett, but we're kind of in a lull right now where we don't have new things coming out that we're reacting to every week, so we wanted to go back to a more traditional, just what we've been watching, talk about all the other shows that don't get the special weekly treatment uh here but speaking of the weekly treatment we are going to be returning next week with some real real fun uh we are going to be doing a screencast spoiler free review of the batman in addition to our kind of funny in review with the normal crew ranking it against the other batman movies i am extremely excited about that um we also next monday we'll be doing a euphoria season two review uh after the finale drops this sunday which i am incredibly 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 excited i haven't been able to talk to people about it so it's this is going to be a great time um of course you can get the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast and we'll be right there for you uh if you wanted to get the show ad free if you wanted to watch it live as we record it you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers gordon mcguire molecule and at James Davis makes it done. Today we're brought to you by Purple Mattress and DoorDash. We'll have to talk about that later because there's so much TV, so little time to talk about. I want to talk about the after party. One of life's most beautiful little coincidences that happen every once in a while. Now, just a a little behind the scenes for people. Every couple months, me and Joey pull up this spreadsheet and we sit there like Tetris masters, just trying to put everything together, make sure the schedule all lines up. And it very rarely does. But every once in a while, there's a beautiful moment where it just perfectly lines up week after week. Then Morbius happens, it gets delayed, and it throws off my plans. And so it's we Morbius have a- or it's new mutants, the exactly. thorns in our sides. Ah! But uh, this was actually a, a very, very good issue because it left us a spot with two back-to-back weeks. And we're like, what are we going to review? So we did in review for 21 and 22 Jump Street uh, from Lord and Miller, who are absolutely incredible. It just happened to be while the premiere of their show, or at least one of their shows, the after party on apple tv happened so you didn't and I'm plan like, that at this, all i didn't no. plan that at all it just happened and i was like i remember messaging great. joey about that and i was like you guys plan that or no? no 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 the most relevant they've been like they were in interviews constantly like twitter yeah. was ablaze with their names like this is this is awesome but matt can you give us the pitch on what the after party is well uh whodunits really hot right now with five cream you know death on the nile 
you know, I, I think since Knives Out, I feel like we've been getting like a constant flow of kind of whodunits. Um, and the After Party is a eight episode series on Apple TV Plus, uh, where a uh, pop star named Xavier is mysteriously uh, killed at a after party for a high school reunion. And the twist is that each episode is told in a different genre of film, um, each from a different perspective of one of the you know people at the high school reunion who are at this party, um, basically giving you kind of a different perspective and clues each episode while also kind of, you know, really kind of diving deep into like different film techniques and different jokes uh, based on what genre it is. Uh, with a fantastic cast that, uh, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog's in there, Ben Schwartz, and uh, who uh, I, I can't like, wait to talk about. He's, he's the fishy. episode with Sonic? <laughs> yeah. totally but a great cast. And, like, and with that classic Lord and Miller kind of humor uh, sprinkled in throughout it. And it's just the creativity of, like, those two guys, I think, are the kind of one of the most creative like duos in working in Hollywood right now where they can take any idea whether it's a bad idea or a good idea and turn it into something magical and uh, I've been obsessed with this show I've been on the reddit I've been kind of look re-watching episodes um, you only get one shot twice so I have watched every episode one through seven twice now but anyways <laughs> that's the kind of pitch on after party and I'm loving it it's so good that was that was a killer drop there. Really appreciated that. I mean, yeah. So this one it is it's created by Christopher Miller, uh, produced yeah. by Lord and Miller and their new production company. So there's a little a fancy little emblem you see at the end of the episodes, yeah. which is cool. Uh, but the cast is insane. Tiffany Haddish, yeah. uh, Sam yeah. Richardson, uh, Ike Barinholtz, oh, uh, yeah. the dude from Cock Blockers, uh, Alana Glazer from Broad City, um, it, Dave Franco is Xavier. Like God. it is insane and like. There were so many fun cameos I don't want to spoil for you, but like if you've seen any of their movies, you can kind of expect who you mm -hmm. might see mm -hmm. pop up. And they're all used to magnificent oh uh, extents. But yeah, so we are – there are eight episodes to the show, and as of recording this, we have, as of last night, had seven of them. So next week will be the finale. I'm really, really interested. Joey, what are you thinking about the show so far? I really like it. This cat – this cast is incredible <laughs> like even watching the trailer mm -hmm. back when it dropped it was just like oh my gosh and even it, when it was people who i didn't know by name like ike Barinholtz, i don't think i would have known just by name but then i see him and i'm like oh it's that guy that's in a bunch of stuff uh zoe chow was in the first season of love life on hbo max and she was excellent she was one of my favorites um so i was really happy to see her in this um and like even like broad city's been on my list forever and so it's been fun to get like a taste of alana glazer to kind of get a vibe of what her stuff is like um my brain is so bad at whodunits in terms of like <laughs> theorizing and figuring out who it is it's just like my brain is empty and things are coming in and out and i'm not retaining anything in terms of like putting the puzzle pieces together matt mentioned the subreddit earlier mm -hmm. and it is nuts it's the wild. amount of things that uh production wise they've put into the backgrounds of like when you see a shot of the yearbook people figured out that if you take like the middle initial it spells out something and like mm -hmm. in the studio there's Every like episode has one of those image yeah. or there's like um dots in the background that like spell out different things it's wild and so i feel like this is going to be a show that i'm really enjoying right now i think it's gonna be really fun to watch when it's over to go back and like yeah. see the little hints and that's almost what i'm more excited about um in regards to the show yeah matt like what are your thoughts on it 
Yeah, I think every episode has has hit really, really well from like what the genre is and to you guys said like the cast and everything like that. And yeah, I've gone deep. Like I've just like <laughs> on that subreddit is so much fun just seeing and like those people are way smarter than I ever could be. But like it's just yeah, each episode they've planted these clues, like Joey said, where each episode says not something somewhere. And whether it's dots in the background, one says like not mad dog. And then if you watch today's episode, you might know who that's not about. And, or it says not skier. And then you go, okay, who's the skier? And you can kind of piece in clues like that. So those are like the kind of escape roomy puzzle things that are in the background. Um, but then it's just like a fun kind of just hilarious show to watch. Like the high school episode, I think was like the highlight for me where it's not necessarily, I guess it's tackling high school movies, but for someone who, uh, when I watched that episode, realized I'm like, oh shit, they're all supposed to be like the exact same age I am. Like, cause they're <laughs> graduating like the same year I graduated high school and stuff like that, or around the same time. I'm like, who this is hitting hard with the music and just the, the fashion and just how they absolutely nailed uh, the high school experience and just kind of a high school party vibe. But yeah, I, I mean, my theory, we can get into theories of who we think it is or not, but like, I, I'm just... My brain uh, does work in that way a little bit, Joey, where I'm like always constantly thinking about in movies, like how they're going to try to get one on me and how I can outsmart them. So like, that's why I'm, I love whodunits and why I'm enjoying the shit out of the show. But like, um, I think it's, uh, I think it's Sonic the Hedgehog, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I'm, it's funny because I'm, I'm kind of in the middle on this where I am constantly trying to figure things out when I'm watching yeah. movies and, and shows. But there's something about this show that I really haven't been doing that. I've kind of just been along for the ride. And yeah. uh, I haven't looked at the subreddit or anything yet, but I am excited to see how it all ends up and like joey was saying i think it's going to make me like the show even more because if you've seen anything they've done whether it's the the lego movie or spider verse or uh the jump street movies like there is so much intricacy and layers and connections and it's always meta there's always more yeah. going on than uh, is on the surface and this show is so meta from the get-go and they just kind of keep going deeper and deeper in different ways and kind of so even subverting their own expectations with how uh, the format of some of the episodes goes. Um, I'm interested to see how they all pull it together. I will say that it's been a little uneven for me um, as a week-to-week -week show where I find myself like not as invested in every mm -hmm. episode as others. And I think that has to do with like who the focus is and what genre yeah. they're tackling. And I feel like some of the genres might have been a little too similar um, and this being this late into the season, I'm kind of like, well, we already kind of saw something like this that I enjoyed a little bit more before. And like, I feel like they're, they've went too many levels deep of the meta-ness of like, and then we're going to a flashback where there was a party in high school. And how does that mm -hmm. relate to all this stuff? Like it starts getting a little too much for its own good, I think, but I am ready to be totally proved wrong next episode when they do the whole string explanation of how it all added up together yeah. um because I, I have full faith in them and I, I trust that they they know what they're doing and that is clear and at the end of the day every week is an entertaining watch for sure like this cast is so good the show is consistently funny um and i am just i'm surprised that i'm not more pulled into trying to figure it all out um but i wonder if i saw the subreddit pictures if i would be like if i would be clued into like what i should be looking for in, in a way that i'm not right now I think you would because that's why I went back and watched it a second time is because like I watched this back in early December 
And then uh, I watched it with my fiance and we wa- they gave us seven out of the eight episodes and I thought they gave us the whole season. So we're watching through and like binge watching it almost. So I watched all seven episodes in like a day in December. And then we were like, oh shit, they didn't give us the finale. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I have to wait till March. Oh, what a tease. <laughs> I'm like, you have to wait till March to figure out who did this now. And I've seen every episode. And then that's why when it came out and I started seeing the subreddit and people go, oh my God, did you realize in the background on the bleachers in the first episode, there's someone flashing a light and that is Morse code that says not this. And I was like, oh my God. And then like, and I'm like, what? So then it made me go back and rewatch all the episodes that I had even before other people. Cause I'm like, I want to see if I'm smart enough to try to find one of these clues (laughs) before Uh these people on subreddit find them and i did find one in the animated episode it's in the when the billboard is shown and it says not or here's another one of those easter eggs and then there's lights on the building the lights line up to the letters that spell not something and like i'm like oh i found one i felt proud about that (laughs) that's the kind of that's the kind of shit that like i after going back and rewatching, I think will be either a lot of fun. Like, don't try to look at the re- subreddit. Maybe try to find those yourself or find them on the subreddit and go back in the episode and find them. And I think that's why the show will be so much fun. But that's why it was fun rewatching it a second time. And that's why I think I've been even more into trying to can't wait for that finale to see who did it. One thing I think is really funny that I just noticed is I love how often Sam Richardson gets wet. Like, I swear in every single story, he gets wet in a different way. And I just, I think that's so funny. I love him. He's just like, he's, he's actually very underrated. Like, he, he mm-hmm. was in Werewolves Within recently, too, which is probably. He was in the Tomorrow uh, War. Tomorrow War, yeah. Tim and I love this. He the showed up War. in the PAX panel that <laughs> Blessing put together that. where they tried to get the most famous person in a Zoom call. Incredible. And he just Incredible. showed up. And <laughs> so random. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway, After Party, it's on Apple TV. Highly recommend you go check it out. I definitely think it's worth your time. And uh, one episode to go. So now's the perfect time to catch up. uh, And they're pretty short episodes, too. Yeah. Like like pretty easy one to binge. 40 maybe Mm -hmm. tops. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to the next show, I want to talk about Pam and Tommy. Have you all been watching that? Yes. Joey Noel. What are you thinking? Um, so Pam and Tommy, I mean, here's the thing. Sebastian Stan's in it. Of course, I'm going to watch it. A lot of them is in it. Yeah. It's a lot of Sebastian Stan. Um, I uh, like obviously like knew about Pam and Tommy in the sex tape, but like didn't have that much of like knowledge about it other than like it was a cultural event when I was younger. Um, but this series is really interesting. I didn't, I don't know what I was expecting based on the pitch of the series, but I, I guess I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting it to be more of like a biopic about their relationship and I guess not super centered on like the Seth Rogen character and like the actual logistics around the stealing of the tape. And I guess I didn't even know that it was stolen. Um, But this show is really good. I'm conflicted because there's all of those reports that Pamela Anderson didn't want this out there and stuff like that. And it's just like, that sucks. Like, I, it must not be really fun for her to have like this whole like period of her life like kind of splashed in the headlines and have to relive through all again so, like <laughs> yeah exactly so i am like a little bit conflicted on that side um also saying that i think that lily james is doing a really good job and like so good she like the fact she just melts into the role into the look into the voice into everything about pamela anderson in a way that i've 
it's every episode I watch, I'm like trying to see Lily James in there. And I really can't. Sebastian Stan is way more obvious for me. I also like don't really know that much about Tommy Lee. So I think he's always just kind of going to be Sebastian Stan. Um, but people, I know a lot of people that are like Motley Crue and know Tommy Lee in there. Like he also just like kind of melts into the role. Um, I think that um, her, like I way like super sympathetic to everything that they went through just because I didn't know that everything was stolen. Um, I think it's a really interesting retelling, which is why it's like kind of a weird balance between like, Oh, they didn't want this story to be rehashed, but I think it's really, it shows like a human side of the story that I don't, I think was missing um, from like the initial uh, story that I knew through just tiny memories. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, references to it and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Matt. Uh, I've seen the entire season, um, and I, I thought it was fantastic, but I'm with Joey on a lot of those points where, um, we reviewed it on our show, the, the whole series and, and we were both conflicted on, um, the series does a really, really great job at kind of being very sympathetic towards Pamela Anderson. And I think it has a really cool balance of different tones from like a crime genre to like just a disturbing and fucked up drama uh, about consent and all these things. But then when you start to bring that up, it's very weird that what Joey said is that Pamela Anderson didn't necessarily want to be involved in this or didn't want this to happen. So while I do think it's very sympathetic towards her and Lily James is incredible. And I think the whole cast is fantastic. um, I just think that it is a bit strange that it tackles these subjects, but is a little bit hypocritical uh, based on what it's saying and then what it did, if that makes sense. And I'm just kind of reiterating what Joey said. So like, uh, I think it, it's my favorite thing Craig Gillespie has done, even though he only directed the first couple episodes and, you know, uh, he did Cruella recently and he did I, Tanya. And, um, it's obviously very similar to those uh, of being like character pieces and things like that. But, um, I was always impressed with that. It could be funny at times, disturbing at times. Like I liked the meet cute episode between Pam and Tommy. Like, I just thought that that was such an interesting kind of like romantic comedy, but in kind of like a, and how raunchy it is. Like it goes to places (laughs) that, uh, I was definitely not suspecting, even though uh, uh, the subject matter. Um, and it airs on Disney Plus in Canada, so that's also very weird. So <laughs> I love that. So. Yeah, I'm I'm very similar to where you guys are at with this. Like, I I do think that the 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 reality of Pamela Anderson not wanting this to be shown does make it kind of uncomfortable to watch. And I think that the the further the show goes on, and you know, I think now we've seen six episodes so far. I am enjoying it less and less every week. And I think that's because the first couple of episodes took me by surprise so much and um, also didn't really feature Pamela's character. So there, I didn't really have this like conflict in me uh, in those episodes because it was more dealing with Seth Rogen, which I didn't even expect. Like I, I went to the so show. So Seth Rogen heavy. Yeah, exactly. And I went to the show. Like, less as it goes on too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like essentially blind where just like Joey, like I was aware of the stuff, but I was like five years old when this happened. Like I, all I knew was that Pamela Anderson was like a, a popular hot woman. And I, like, that was just kind of the end of it. And there was a sex tape, but like, I didn't even know it was stolen. I didn't know the story at all. So watching this is really interesting. Cause it kind of like feels like 
a history lesson of like pop culture in a lot of ways of stuff that we should know and especially with the context of now of of consent and of uh, all the the nastiness that comes with uh sex tapes and, and things like this and, yeah. and that being like such an original one especially i love how it deals kind of with the dawn of early internet porn uh in this in in the show like all that stuff's really really interesting to me and piracy of like yeah oh yeah. how well you and like yeah just the thing you can never take it back once it's on the internet it just kind yep. of unfurls. it's out there now yeah and and all that stuff i think is is really well handled um you guys are right on the money like they are transformed lily james is absolutely incredible in this role she just nails it 10 out of 10 sebastian stan like the fact that i've seen this man's face for hours on end in marvel movies and forget as often as i forget that the apes and planet of the apes movies aren't real like that is crazy <laughs> to me like i'm just so so in and i believe it but i was taken aback the most by the first couple episodes because i have never seen something tonally like this show yeah. where it does flip between comedy and drama and romance and kind of like thriller like all these things so just quickly and without cause and effect sometimes like it kind of just feels like the show is what it is and it wasn't until i think kev told me like oh it's by the itanya people i'm like that is the most yeah. similar thing i've ever seen to this where it's hard to kind of pinpoint the vibe of it but uh i i was really into that and i feel like that kind of got me like really high on this but somewhere around episode like four or five i was like i'm less interested in this now and i i feel like the characters aren't that deep and i i know that that might be a weird kind of uh criticism to to lob at this but for as transformative as uh the actors are as these characters like i really don't like how they're handling pamela anderson's story in the show where yeah she's sympathetic but she's only sympathetic because that's all that she is like mm -hmm. i feel like they haven't done a good job of giving her any personality trait that's not just a victim or she's nice to people that should be that aren't treated nicely by other people but it's like she has nothing to herself and I, I but just isn't that, that kind of like a, a commentary call. on like the role that like she played in the 90s where like she wanted to have that big monologue and they were like no you're just gonna be the hot girl and like she didn't have like a ton of even like those interviews where she was like talking about who she um like idolized and stuff like that and they like kind of boiled it down where it's like she wanted to have more depth but they were just not giving her those opportunities but i feel like this show is showing the the real her so it's in those real moments we should see the depth as opposed to just kind of like her constantly even when she is alone or with her mom or or whatever like i just feel like it's a missed opportunity and i just think that it makes me feel extra uncomfortable given the fact that she doesn't want she the show yeah. she doesn't want the story told like that's my only thing is i feel like there's I, i'm not learning anything new about pamela anderson the person from watching this show and i think that that kind of is the thing that rubs me the wrongest way of it all and i'm just getting less interested because it does just kind of feel like they're kind of going in circles a little bit it does uh, take a while with, for with where we're at him. now um and we have two episodes left so we'll see how it all all plays out but i i am pretty low on it now compared to how high i was from episodes i'd say one through three so does that well, just make you kind of even out to be like it's it's okay kind of thing or, yeah 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 kind <laughs> yeah. of so far it's and like that thing is like i it went from like yo you should watch this to now i'm like you don't have to <laughs> if you like titania i think it's like yeah. it's a it's a fun watch and it doesn't overstay its welcome episode no. to episode i don't think like in terms of like how long they are so yeah joe are you about to say something um i was but now i forgot the thing that i the, the thing that i find most interesting about this show is how much uh 
Lily James and Sebastian I think have really interesting chemistry on screen compared to the interviews that I've watched about it where they look like they have zero chemistry in any interview where it's like really? and just the stuff that I've watched where it's like they pretty much didn't interact not in character at all around the filming of this because they were both in like makeup and hair and costuming for so much of life of the filming that like they pretty much only saw each other while they were filming and then so didn't funny. interact at all so i'm just mostly impressed i'm like you guys must be really great actors because <laughs> watching you on right. like jimmy kimmel it's like oh i never would have pegged this as being a great on-screen couple uh so not great but um, um compelling i will say the hair and makeup team should win every emmy uh possible uh yes. however the Jay Leno makeup is awful. Why? It, it's it's to start the series. Jay, Jay Leno. Leno. Oh. Um, and to start the series on that shot, I was like, oh no, why? Why are we doing this? And like, I thought he he looked awful. And I don't want to end on a negative spot because I do think I do think it's worth watching. And the hair and makeup team again transformative on every single person. Uh, but the Jay Leno thing, I just needed to shout out because it is egregious. It's so bad. I do want to say, I feel like that was such a good place to start it with how different yeah. the world was. Like, I don't think that Fair. elite sex tape, like, there's no way that's how a late night show would interview someone about something like that now. Fair. No, I yeah. I, I agree with that, Kev. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I just it, thought, it, like, the actual way Jay Leno looked was awful. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He looked <laughs> terrible. But, but, like, I thought, like, what a smart way to be, like, look oh, at the totally. state of the world and how people are, like, perceiving this and how just unabashedfully that he's asking about this horrible thing that has happened to her. So, yeah, I yeah. thought, yeah, man, this Strong start, but yeah, it's it's for me. I'm I'm also watching it. it. It is kind of like I'm getting to the point where it's like I like the the Seth Rogen stuff, and I kind of feel like as we move away from that, that that uh, um, what's the damn what's the the name of the the husband? Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. Sorry. Sebastian. Yeah, Sebastian Stan. Like his character is just so unlikable that it like every time that we're with him, I'm just like I don't. Know, this guy's such an asshole. But I'm glad that it's like that though because i before the show started i was really worried that they were gonna like romanticize mm -hmm. pam and tommy yeah. in like a well i really i do feel bad like way in the second episode or wh wherever that when they go to uh mexico there's a bunch of stuff that like they have romanticized like he was like doping her with, yeah like, she didn't know i think it was like ecstasy or something and like this show makes it seem more like a choice where he's in the bar and he like offers it to her yeah, it's tough when you try to make this stuff entertainment, right? Especially in, in this, and that you take some artistic liberties that are, especially with talking about consent, and we, we've all talked about is like so, that stuff is the the icky stuff. Yeah, totally. Uh, before we move on, though, let me tell you about our sponsors. Your to-do list is absolutely bonkers between those meetings, errands, chores, and making sure you get some you time too. So make sure you get a little time to yourself with some help from DoorDash. DoorDash brings you what you want to eat right now, right to your door. Desperately craving late night snacks? Or have you forgot one key ingredient for dinner? Or maybe you just want to stock up for the week? Well. 
DoorDash has it all in one app. How do I know so much about DoorDash? Well, I'm Greg Miller, and I use DoorDash way too much. Uh, if you were watching the Kind of Funny podcast when we were talking about a whole bunch of different stuff, Nick mentioned the ice cream place you really liked, and I said, where is there one around me? And I said, yes, there is, and I ordered from it, and I had it on the post show. I was eating ice cream on the post show, giving you a review of the ice cream, all because of DoorDash. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code Kind of Funny. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code Kind of Funny. Don't forget that's code Kind of Funny for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. I don't care how soft or firm your mattress topper is. I don't even care how heavy your blanket is. There's only one thing you need to get a good night's sleep, and that's a good mattress. Get the only thing you truly need for a great night's sleep, a purple mattress. Only purple mattresses have the gel flex grid. It's a super stretchy, ultra squishy material that adapts and flexes around pressure points and doesn't retain heat. It's amazingly supportive and cushioning in all the right places, no matter how you sleep. How do I know so much about it? Well, of course, you've known for years, Joey's used a purple mattress. You know, Tim uses the purple pillow. And now the future class of video games, blessing Eddie Oye Jr. is sleeping on a purple mattress. And he tells me all the time, it keeps him cool, comfortable, and gives him a great night's sleep. Getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. Get a purple mattress. Go to purple.com slash kind of funny and use the code kind of funny. For a limited time, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash kind of funny. Code kind of funny for 10% off your order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash kind of funny. Promo code kind of funny. Terms apply. And now that we're back, let's talk about Murderville. <laughs> <laughs> the Netflix show, this was uh, with Will Arnett. For those that don't know, it's a murder mystery show where there is a script, there is a plan. Every episode has a celebrity guest cameo that is Will Arnett's partner, and they do not get the script. They have to improv the entire episode alongside Will Arnett, and Will Arnett is kind of improv back, keeping it in, on track of the script, but dealing with whatever's thrown at him. It is six episodes. All of them are out on Netflix. Joey Noel, have you watched it, and what are you thinking? Um, I've watched a couple episodes at this point, and I like pretty much didn't vibe with it kind of right off the bat. Um, I, I think that the premise is really good. Uh, I'm coming to terms that I Will Arnett might not be my person anymore. I think I used to really, really love him back in like the Arrested Development days, and I think these days, um, his like shtick is like not really vibing with me as much anymore. Um, and I think the show needs to refine a little bit more of like what type of person they're casting. Uh, is it like a comedian? Is like is it stand up? Is it improv? Is it actors? Like what? Who kind of fits the bill the best? So I think it's a little bit messy in terms of they're trying to figure that out. And even within that, like I don't necessarily think that like one specific category of uh, actor or comedian fits this show really well. Because like I didn't like I didn't think Kent. I've watched clips of like pretty much all the episodes to figure out which ones I actually want to watch. And, like, I thought Kumail was really good, but, like, Ken Jeong, I did not <laughs> think was very good. And so, like, I think it's it's going to be – I think it has, like, really great bones, but I think finding the right people to do it is going to be tricky because it is, like, a weird list of people that can roll with the punches like that. Matt? Yeah, I've watched all six episodes, and I, I'm – I think I liked it more than Joey. Uh, I do think it is hit or miss based on who the celebrity guest star is. 
um, where I found myself not really liking Conan and I even like Kumail was great at times, but then there were people that I was surprised that I thought were really, really great. Like Marshawn Lynch and Sharon Stone, uh, who I w was not expecting to like those episodes. Those were the two episodes where I'm like, I can't imagine these are going to be good. And then I watched them and maybe because my expectations were so low, which is why I liked those episodes where I thought Conan and Kumail would be great. And then I was like, oh, those were pretty good. But um, yeah, I think the premise is fantastic. And I think there's a lot to kind of giggle about. Do I think it's must-see TV? Absolutely not. But is it like, okay, bedtime viewing? Like if you're lying in bed <laughs> and want like a 30-minute thing to kind of laugh at before you fall asleep? Like, I think you'll probably have a good time. And then going back to the theme of like whodunits and murder mysteries and things like that, like, I already said that I really enjoyed that. So it was fun to kind of play along with it. Like it's an escape room and go, cause they really don't know who the killer is and they're guessing at the end, just like you would be. So I kind of liked that element for going, okay, can I, after the first episode, I go, okay, I kind of see how they put these together. And then I know what I'm looking for. And then I thought that was really fun as well. But uh, yeah, I thought Sharon Stone killed it. I thought Marshawn Lynch killed it. I liked Ken Jong just because at how, much he just laughed at everything and i think that's the funniest thing is when they're breaking it's like an snl like the the best part of snl is like when the cast breaks and they break character and like he he almost did it too much but it was continuously funny for me but um and then the other thing is like i like that it also tried to kind of tell this like story through for will arnett's character as dumb as it was like having recurring characters and having his you know dead partner be uh, Jennifer Aniston, I thought was hilarious and just keep cutting back to that, um, which I thought was very, very funny. So, yeah, I think it's hit or miss, but I think it's still like an enjoyable kind of forgettable watch. Yeah, that is such a good way to put it. I do not think it is must watch TV at all. Having said that, uh, me and G watched it in one sitting the yeah. entire thing. And I, <laughs> I think that that is the best way to watch totally. this because you I feel like each individual piece of this is never that great. And even if you were to watch, oh, what's the best episode? I think it's Kumail's. If you were to just watch that, I don't think you'd be like, this is great. You'd probably be like, this isn't that good. But in the context of all of them, I feel like it makes every element better because of what Matt's talking about, about the dumb little storyline for Will Arnett that's mm -hmm. like carried through. Like it, the way that they handle it episode to episode and where it ends, I'm like, that is actually, that's yeah. pretty fun. And that makes all the other things better. Uh, and in the same way, like to what Joey's saying of like finding the right type of people to do the things, I think why the show works as well as it does is how different all of the people are and how they, tr Will Arnett treats them differently where Kumail is playing on hard mode. And that is what makes it funny yeah. is that them throwing and they're giving it right back to each other of just like, okay, cool. But didn't you have this type of accent? And then now they have to do oh, it. That, that accent, good. like, didn't, didn't, I thought your leg got injured. So you have to walk this way. So now the rest <laughs> of the time he has to walk a specific way, like that type of stuff. I don't think would have hit as hard if it wasn't the third episode where we, we had already seen Conan, who was like, kind of just like the. Whatever. seven out of ten standard yeah. just like here's the pitch of what this show is right then kind of like marshawn lynch is like but here's what it could be we're playing <laughs> on easy mode everybody and we're just gonna let him go and see what happens yeah. and it ended up being awesome because he brought his own unique energy to the whole thing and i feel like as it just kept going on there's a lot of moments like that where uh will arnett i'm with Joe and that, well, just in the sense that, like, I, he's not my dude. I, I don't like him at all. I loved him in this. I cannot believe how talented he is. And out of the, the whole thing, he is the improv star. Like, he 
always takes the baton and runs with it from some of these super mega talented people uh and annie murphy uh but i I was gonna say i love annie murphy but her episode was a bit rough like it was i love her because like again canadian schitt's creek is just like I, I love her, but that episode, I was like, oh, no, Annie, no. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I will say, though, I think that her episode was necessary. because, And I yeah. liked that it was five out of six because it shows that this doesn't always just work this good. Like, even for it to be as good as the other episodes are, it's because these people are really good at what they do. And when they're not, it comes off this way. But I, I liked seeing that. So this is a, a weird example for me of, like, a show that, at the end of the day, I don't even think is good. But – when you have it all together, I think it's great. And it's a weird, weird thing that I don't think any other show I've ever seen I, I would stand by that with, where no single episode is that special, but together it's a special, special product that I want to see more of. And I, I, I like it all being dropped at once. I like it being just small six episodes, and we'll see where, where it goes from here. Uh, next up, I want to talk about Yellow Jackets. I have not oh. seen this. yellow jackets is so good oh my gosh me and matt and his fiance neves had a group uh group dm talking about theories and stuff like that this is what this is the show where like normally the like we talked earlier about the whodunits doesn't really like do it for me but this was a show that like i was talking to matt neves about i was talking to goldfarb about talking to my friend maria looking at the subreddit like where i was digging in really into the like who how is this all work gonna work out uh so the pitch on it is that it's a girls high school soccer team uh in the 90s that are going to some sort of championship i don't know uh they're flying and the plane break or they have a plane crash and they end up in like the canadian wilderness um and uh you find out because it goes back and forth to current day and flashbacks um, that they're stuck in the Canadian wilderness for 18 months. (laughs) And and then you see, you catch up with some of the characters in present day. So you're trying to, it's a lot of figuring out characters because the matching the older characters with their younger counterparts and figuring out like which storylines kind of go back and forth together. Um, But then they start to reveal of like what happens and, who who's connected and how how they how do they get out uh there's also this like underlying thing where they're teasing cannibalism throughout the whole thing of like i wouldn't even say teasing Joey. Yeah, uh, yeah i guess that's true but they they have yeah uh so you kind of get to figure out i don't know i'm bad at the recappy things matt no you're doing a great it. job i just mean that no you're you crushed it but i just mean it's very over like they're eating each other <laughs> it's like i was like oh fuck it's like in one of the first scenes you're just like jesus this is like really intense and yeah joey did a great job uh but like yeah I, i'm also yeah we had this group message going of like who is the the queen of this group or what was the horn the horned queen or whatever um yeah, i'm already queen, it's yeah. been a while but yeah um it's it's great and i i think i've i would have almost rathered it been a mini series um rather than maybe something that keeps going just because like i i would have liked this just to be a self-contained story because i did feel by the end of this season i was like this is getting to a point where i'm like it feels like they're extending it just for extending its sake where they're like leaving out information conveniently that they don't tell you about that the characters probably would have been talking about in the present day and things like that so i had Mm. some issues with it but i just found it like thoroughly enjoyable like to what joey said like the casting i think between the younger 
um, girls and the older women and their like uh, contemporary counterparts. I think the editing does a great job to kind of implant that in your brain and going, oh, that's this person. Okay, that's this person. Um, but I, I also did find myself enjoying the stuff in the wilderness with them in the 90s as the like stranded more than the okay, we're home now. How do we deal with like keeping this a secret and no one finding out that we all ate each other and did these fucked up things? Um, so that whole plot line in the, in the, I don't know how you felt, Joey, but that may like the present day stuff, I felt like I wasn't as interested in, even though I liked a lot of the actors and thought they were giving great performances. I was just like, I just want to get back to the wilderness and see like how they get to that point. Cause I think it starts at a point where it's like, they, it's wild. They're all dressed up in some Blair Witch outfits and they're eating each other. And you're like, how do they get to this point? And they're like, yeah. is there a supernatural element? Like what is going on? And I there's some like culty really things. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree. I think uh, it, it is so much like we have to keep this a secret. Like we can't let people know this, but then it's like, well, we still don't really know what you're even really trying to hide. So like, let's get to that part so we can feel what the stakes are as to why you don't want it. Um, the thing that I think is really cool is that they have pulled a lot of actresses from the nineties that were big. So like Juliette Lewis plays one of the uh, current day people. Uh, Christina Ricci plays the most yeah. unhinged character in Holy the entire shit. thing. Um, and I think they did a really good job with her and her younger counterpart specifically. Um, Melanie Linsky, who I knew as like the girl who brought a baby to a bar in Sweet Home Alabama. I don't know how other people know her. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, uh, but she's like the lead and she's excellent. Uh, and then one of I th is it her and her younger counterpart i think is the girl in the kid detective right yep. Sophie yeah sophie yeah yeah uh she's really good like both sides the younger cast and the older cast i think are really 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 yeah. well fleshed out um it, I totally it yeah agree. it's it's a fun show the soundtrack for it is killer because it's a bunch of like yeah. 90s bangers yeah um and the styling and stuff like that is really fun i'm excited was... i i hope that they do kind of like the the succession thing versus the lost thing where like hey we have a story to tell and we know that we can do it in three or four seasons and that's just what we're going to do versus like lost where it's like how long can we drag this out and can yeah. we figure out how to fill those holes exactly. uh and it has a lot plane. of lost vibes too for sure but i think the creators have talked about that they have like a three to or i think it might be even a five season plan to it but yeah the younger cast too like you have um jasmine savoy brown who was just recently in five cream she was uh, yeah. uh the one of the twins um then you have sophie thatcher who was recently in book of boba fett as one of the the mod she was the uh the young the woman mod yeah the main one so like yeah the cast absolutely rips and like i'm surprised how like nasty and violent it was and then like there are uh, two scenes where i had to like take out my headphones and be like i can't listen to this because this yeah. is Oof. gnarly and i was it's a showtime show so they definitely are uh higher on the gore levels than a lot of other stuff i'm watching i think but mm -hmm. joey how do you feel about the theme because this is something I'm torn on because it doesn't, they don't, in the first two episodes, they don't have like an intro. And then the third episode, there's randomly an intro, at least in like the version I was watching. And then it's like, I'm like, man, I, I love opening credits to movies and TV shows. Like it's one of the things that I nerd out about. And like, this was one where I'm like, I don't know if I vibe with this. Like, I just don't, I, it was something I'm like, I never skip credits, but this is a show where I'm like, I might skip credits. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's, I skipped them. Like I couldn't okay. even tell you what the theme yeah, is the for one. it. Okay. Yeah. Because it I feel like it's so choice. forgettable and like 
it's just like weird, eerie, creepy music and like flashes to things that don't actually mean anything, right? Yeah, I'm watching it now. This is dope as hell out of context. <laughs> really? Do you hear the music too? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, you know what? I, I will say like the first couple of times, I'm like, I don't know if I like this. And I'm like, do I like this? And then by the end, I was like, I don't know if I like this. But like, it's got that kind of weird grungy vibe. And that's being in the 90s too. And like, um, uh, it was just so weird because the first two episodes don't have it. And I'm like, why did they only like start doing it in the third episode? That's I'm like, so that's, weird. It is very weird unless I'm like totally missed something. But um, a lot of good like horror directors too. Like um, Karen Kusama directed oh, the, the first episode. Pilot, yeah. Um, and then you also have, I mean, I keep bringing up Blair Witch, but Eduardo Sanchez, who directed the original Blair Witch Project, directed the finale of the first season. So like um, there's some cool people and uh, Deepa Mehta, who is um, a Canadian, uh, filmmaker uh, or an Indian Canadian filmmaker um, uh, did an episode too and um, it's yeah it's a really cool like it just has like a really cool vibe to it and I like that whole like if you liked Lost and like trying to figure out mysteries like um, and but it's like a super violent fucked up version of that and um, I thought it, it was really really cool yeah it's like girl Lord of the Flies yeah Easiest way that to sold me it. That sounds like very up my alley. <laughs> uh, to close out this episode of the Kind of Funny Screencast, uh, is there any shows that we haven't talked about? I'm going to go around. Everyone gets one show or thing on streaming platforms that they want to recommend to people that yeah. we haven't talked about yet. You ready to go, Joe? Yeah. Go, Joe. Um, so there's only two episodes. Actually, today the third episode might have come out. Severance on Apple TV+. Plus. This is an Adam Scott I guess he's just in it. I don't know if he's actually has anything else to do with it. Um, Ben Stiller is the. Oh yeah, that's right. right. I did see him in the credits. Um, It's, it's weird. I like it so far. I have no idea how they're going to land the plane on it. Uh, The pitch is, is that they work for a company. uh, And if you work on this certain floor of the company, you can elect to have the severance procedure done, which is your consciousness between work and outside of work is severed. So you get to work, you put all your stuff in this little box, you get in the elevator. And from then on, you your your work self exists on this one floor and your other consciousness exists on the other uh you're they, what they are doing is they're like parsing data essentially and like uh sifting through things they have no idea really why they're doing it or what they're doing um and that's part of the mystery i guess working for this big giant uh conglomeration uh it has a really interesting cast of people uh so it has adam scott uh zach cherry who plays like the guy on bart and <laughs> shang chi and yeah, spider-man, and Spider-Man yeah. that like oh. random background guy uh who's either john turturro is in it uh patricia arquette is really weird and creepy in it she plays like a boss um it's weird so you're trying to essentially figure out like they're trying to figure out one of the girls in it is trying to quit because she's like i hate this i don't want to do it but she can't leave because she's elected to this uh procedure uh, and then it's interesting to see, like, on their in their non-work sides, like, how people react to them going through the severance procedure, because it seems like it's pretty new. There's, like, a activist side of things that they don't want this to be a thing that companies can do for their employees. Um, it has, like, a lot of different layers and stuff. But it is one of those things where it's like, ooh, this – in the first episode, this one guy just doesn't come back and Adam Scott gets promoted. And then – what, where did he go and what did he do and can you get it reversed and like what's the 
the people on the outside are trying to communicate with people on the inside to like figure out what this big secret is and stuff like that. It's a very interesting. It is a weird, creepy, unsettling vibe. And I don't, I don't have no idea where they're going with this essentially, but I want other people to watch it so we can talk about it. You, you think you're going to stick with it? I think so. I'm interested in enough in all of this. I think the performances are really good um, that I want to keep going. There's also people that I'm looking at in IMDb that I was like, I don't think I've seen you in any of this, but I'm interested to keep going. <laughs> is, is it Matt? comedic at all? No. Okay. Not at all. Which I is like weird ben for Adam Scott. Yeah, and I like Ben Stiller as a director. Like, I feel like he's kind of in the same camp as Ben Affleck, where it's like he's almost a better director than actor. I mean, I like a lot of early Ben Stiller stuff too, but like he always makes interesting choices. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm always interested in something he does. I really want to watch it. I just haven't uh, yet. Um, for me, I guess I'll rep Canada and another kind of silly comedic show that um, isn't necessarily must see TV, but is again, good bedtime viewing, which is something that I just feel like, uh, you know, every night just try to throw on something mindless. So um, last one laughing Canada just premiered on Prime Video. Um, which is, if you guys are familiar, like if you watch the Rooster Teeth version, which was called The Last Laugh, um, it is the same concept essentially as that show, um, but they've done it with a whole bunch of different countries. So they just launched the Canadian edition, which is hosted by Jay Baruchel. You guys might know him from This Is The End oh, yeah. and other things. Uh, so he hosts it. He's kind of in that Jeff Ramsey uh, thing where he's watching everyone and and coming up with bits to try to make people laugh and then getting them out. But the cast is really good, even from like, not just the Canadian perspective, because like Colin Mockery. Like, yeah, yeah. Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, Tom Green, Andrew Fung, who's from Kim, Kim's Convenience. <gasps> oh. Uh, Dave Foley, who you guys might know from like some Pixar movies, like uh, he was Terry and Terry in Monsters University and Bugs Life, obviously from Kids in the Hall and different things like that. Uh, you have Caroline Rave, who people might know from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, Jean Lejoie, uh, Jean Lejoie, who is like kind of a viral. Uh, he was like in the early days of YouTube making like viral musical videos and things like whoa, that. Like, whoa, 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 um, whoa, whoa, hold on. John Le <laughs> Lejoie. So that's how you say that guy's name. Yeah, Jean Lejoie, because he's from <laughs> he's from Montreal. Yeah, wow. Um, that, I always said Lejoie, like Dude. I always said John Lejoie, but like. <laughs> I've been um, wondering what this guy's up to. That's yeah, awesome. dude. And he also did the music on the after party. So he wrote all the music in the oh. uh, for the the musical episode because like I was randomly like, oh shit, oh, good for him, so man. Good. Um, and then K. Trevor Wilson, who people might know from uh, Letter Kenny, uh, is on it as well. So like. Uh, Deborah DiGiovanni, some more like Canadian people too. Brandon Ash Mohammed, uh, Mae Martin, uh, who was on a Netflix show, I think called, uh, what was it? She was on a Netflix show recently, uh, Feel Good. Um, but I'm really enjoying this. Like I like the Rooster Teeth version just because it's, I mean, you guys knew a lot of people on that show and I knew them through watching you guys. Um, I had a good time watching it, but this one, just like a lot of these people, like Tom Green, I haven't thought about in forever, but he's just making me laugh so fucking much on this show that I'm like, man, Tom Green still has it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I did not, I did not think I would be laughing so much at Tom Green because it's just someone I haven't thought about. And like Colin Mockery, like I grew up with Whose Line Is It Anyway? And just like, it, it's a show that I'm like surprised at how much I'm laughing and it's just really silly, really stupid. Uh, but the production value is there. Like the set is great and the guest stars, they get on to do ridiculous things to try to make people laugh. But it is that kind of cringy, awkward thing because it is a bunch of people trying to make each other laugh and they're all trying not to laugh. But 
it weirdly makes it funnier in this because you can just see how hard they're trying uh, not to laugh. And I'm just like really, really enjoying it. There's four of the six episodes out right now. And I think it's available on Prime Video like worldwide. It's just they have different um, countries that they've done it. And um, most of them are like international versions that uh, aren't in English. So I think this might be one of the first yeah, in Australia. It- I don't know if this is the same exact series, but the original concept of this was a Japanese show called yes. Documental um, yeah. that everybody was always talking about. Like that's what I was remember. Elise was telling me like that they got the idea from that. So it's I can't imagine this this cast you're talking about. I think I gotta watch. This. You got it. It's really uh, funny. I'm sold like, the cast. It's and it's good CanCon because like there obviously is great TV that comes from Canada. You guys Can-Con. mentioned Degrassi. Like that's what we call it here. We have to like that. like me doing this. I'm like I can send it to the government and they'll be like you did your CanCon for the month, Matt. Because um, like we have to do a specific amount of this stuff and it's usually trash because it's just like we have to make Canadian TV to for our Canadian TV stations and you're like oh my god it's always so bad but then you get the odd thing that's like really good and then this is like oh shit. Amazon put money into this and it's actually like really funny. So I highly suggest people don't get scared because it says Canada. <laughs> Just give it a shot. <laughs> a lot of these people are universally like I think loved. So give it a shot. It's really funny. Uh, and then for me, it's just to, to wrap this up, I want to give a shout out uh, to Genius, which is the Kanye documentary on oh, Netflix. Right. It's three parts. Uh, two parts are out now. Uh, the final part comes out next week. Each part is, I want to say, like an hour and a half, somewhere around there. It is undeniably one of the most fascinating pieces of content I have ever seen, and I just can't believe that it exists. It is Kanye West in the year 2002 to 2000, uh, like five right now is what we've seen, and we're about to get a lot more next episode to cover the rest of time up till now. Um, but what's crazy about it is back when Kanye was first producing for jay-z like Izzo and and things like that that like blew him up in the earliest days before he was a rapper before he put out college dropout before anyone even let him rap uh it's during that moment he would he hired this guy to follow him around with a camera and mike and every moment is captured on camera and it's just real it's all the real times of him going to the record label and playing them uncomfortably all falls down and they were just sitting there like, we don't want to listen to this. Stop. You're being fucking weird, Kanye. Like, and he's being weird as shit. And it's not a dramatization. Like, this is the real moment that Jay-Z first heard this song. <laughs> like, it's crazy to see the amount of times I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, my God, they just recorded the verse to Never Let Me Down. And that is the take they used in the song. They just did that in, like, a closet. Like, what? <laughs> like, all those type of moments are crazy. And he'll just be, like, walking through a hallway. And Beyonce's just there chilling and like they just talk for a second casual and it's like it's so crazy because it's the most real time this is just history this is just all the things that happened and it's them actually happening in real time and like i don't think there's any more fascinating human being in the world to look at and be like i wish someone followed them around with the camera when they first got started than kanye west because you see the arrogance in him you see the cockiness all the bad things about kanye now you can see them then and like it's Mm -hmm. fucking deeply unnerving that like and again there's so much good that comes with that too like they're obviously Mm -hmm. the success and especially what he did to change the rap game back then but like to see him just chilling with his homies at a burger king is and like just talking about like trying to get other people on like to just fucking care about him it's like the most 
insane thing I've ever witnessed. Like I'm constantly watching this and I'm having to pause and remind myself like these aren't actors like reenacting what happened. This is actually what happened. And it makes it feel so much sadder in so many ways, but also so much more hype. Like to see him win the Grammy, it's like, holy shit, he did that. You know, and it's like he to see how he willed it into existence. It's like it's crazy. But the the biggest thing for me is his mom. She's featured in this constantly. And oh, my God, she is just a 10 out of 10 human being. She's just so supportive, so nice, so, so smart. There's just so many like drops of wisdom that she's just like casually handed out. And I just like would have never expected that I would be able to connect with Kanye West's mom in any way <laughs> besides just through Love his that. music that is obviously so from his perspective but like it, it really just kind of for somebody that grew up with this music and like that has heard the early albums countless times to see the kind of behind the scenes of it all in such a real honest way I I cannot believe we're actually lucky enough to to get this and if you're not the biggest Kanye fan uh, at any point in your life, I don't know if it's going to work for you at all. But if you ever have given a shit about college dropout, late registration, graduation, all of that, it is required viewing and you're going to have an amazing time. Nice. It's also interesting to think about things from like that time period before, because I feel like now when people record stuff like that, it's like, oh, there's a person you're putting on a persona of like, I'm recording this. And like when I when I blow up and I'm famous and like this will be my story versus like this is really just documenting. It seems like those times for him and he wasn't trying to like make this footage a thing like I mean, well, what's really, really crazy, and I, I'm going to spoil something here, but, like, it's also not spoilers because it's <laughs> it's life and it really happened. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it, you're, you're absolutely right, but that resulted in some really cool opportunities where footage from this documentary is straight up just in the uh, Through the Wire video. Like, oh, like, all the behind-the-scenes footage. It's because this guy was around following him when he got his, like, jaw uh broken in the car crash and like they deal with all of this shit in in ways that i'm like i i just can't believe there's actually footage of this shit but it is it's really cool they end up uh having the guy like shoot the video and, and so this is the other thing that's crazy is like because it's real this guy that's following him around kind of had to just uplift his life and follow kanye around and there was no guarantee that was going to turn into anything you know, because yeah. like Kanye was just a just a producer then, and granted, a successful producer. But what does that even mean? Like that wasn't like he was not a millionaire by any stretch of the imagination. So he was just scrapping by, and this dude's kind of falling around, and we see Kanye get bigger and kind of leave the documentary guy behind. And it's Dang. really sad. We're on camera. You see him be like, "Oh man, so what are we gonna do for the next video?" And Kanye's like, "I think I'm gonna work with Hype Williams on it." I'm sorry, man. Like you're great, but like. I, I, you know, this is a big opportunity it's and it's like <laughs> heartbreaking because it's real. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, anyways, uh, you guys should check it out. Tweet at me at Tim Gettys. Let me know if you're enjoying it when you, when you watch it. Uh, but Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Where Thanks for having find me. You? Uh, you can find me on podcast services, YouTube, just search for the untitled movie podcast or untitled movie reviews. Uh, we got a big week coming up next week. You guys will have a Batman review. We will have a Batman review. We will also be posting our turning red, uh, review, which is a new Pixar movie. So that review will drop next week. Um, but the easiest place just go fresh review, maybe a fresh one. Is that what you said? 
the new uh oh Sebastian yes i did request fresh yeah, there's Sebastian another sebastian stan thing yeah also Which on disney Plus. we should here. do one too because it's gonna be wild and i want to talk to this is another one i just want to talk to more people about sure i mean joey you're always welcome uh, we oh. are reviewing it over on uh on our show so you can swing by if you want there or, or or whatever but i'm excited to see that um if you guys have letterbox just go over to untitled underscore movies on letterbox our hq there has kind of a one-stop shop for all our YouTube content, our podcast content, and things like that. Uh, and you can catch me on uh, some of my questions on Family Feud Canada starting soon. That's what Ooh. I'm doing right now. So that's been fun. That is the coolest <laughs> thing you could have ever said. <laughs> I'm writing questions for Family Feud, and it's been a trip. It's been fun. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Uh, well, anyways, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Like I said, we're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff on the screencast. We used to talk about the Batman review. We're going to do the Euphoria review and then eventually the weekly moon night stuff and some other fun things mm. as well uh i'm hoping and uh, it depends on how they end up releasing the show but the boys presents diabolical the animated oh, right, show yeah. that from the invincible team is doing a boys anthology series that comes out in a, in a couple weeks and um i think we might just do one review but I, we'll, we'll see but stay tuned for all of that uh but until next time i love you all goodbye Good so many shit. good things out right now. Yeah. I'm really excited.